You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back. What a game. What a game, eh? What a game for the boys. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Before we get started, I gotta let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on locker rooms. And uh, and green rooms. Alright, that was that was absolutely electric. What a game. What what a game. And and the crazy thing is, is for a while there, it was really looking like it was gonna be a copy and paste of two nights ago. And it wasn't. And that's awesome. And Eric Haas, the hometown Haas, baby, he's back. He, he never left. He's here. What a game. What an electric, electric, elect, well, electric, like, last three innings. The first eight innings were honestly not great. <laughs> but it's okay. This team's got grit, man. Whether you like it or not, this team uh, this team doesn't give up. And that's something that... Uh, that the Garden Hire era. For, I don't have any problem with Guardy. That team was horrid. But that's something that the Garden Hire era didn't have, man. This team does not give up. It does not matter how many games in a row they've lost, how many games in a row they've won. It doesn't matter the talent on the roster. None of it matters. They play to win the game. Hello. Fantastic game. We're going to go over the game. Then start dabbling into uh, well, we've we've already kind of been over some trade deadline stuff, but but some more and more uh, rumors and, and and opinions out there about the Tigers, and we're going to address some of those. So uh, we're we're going to cover all of that in today's Wednesday edition of Locked On Tigers. Thank you so much for uh, for choosing me and Locked On Tigers. I'm your host Scott Bentley, and today is Wednesday, July twenty eighth. 2021. This game was fantastic. It really wasn't until it was. You know what I mean? Like it really wasn't that great. <laughs> the first uh, the first eight innings were really not that uh, not that fantastic, and then the last nine, 10, nine, 10, 11, three, three innings were amazing and electric and horrifying and scary. And Daniel Norris got a save. Really, just a, a roller coaster of emotions. This game, by uh, by every definition of the phrase. So, for starters, Tyler Alexander gets the get the gets the start. Uh, and Tyler Alexander was not great. Four innings, six hits, five earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Tyler Alexander is not a major league starter. He is not. He is starting every fifth day, uh, but it's. It's more, I don't want to call him an opener per se. He's like he's like this weird breed of of opener slash starter mix. Like like the days that Tyler Alexander starts are bullpen day. At least I count them. I view them as bullpen day games. That that's what I view them as. Tyler Alexander starting okay. Today's a bullpen day. But he's because he's not going six seven. He, he, right now, he's not even going five. He hasn't even gone five yet this year. So I, I don't view them as 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 a real starter 
I view that as a bullpen game. At the same time, he's not really an opener because he's not doing like the, oh, I'm just going to go one time through the lineup and then dip either. Uh, so he's like this weird kind of hybrid. Um, he, I mean, he also has a almost a 5 ERA, so like, you know, <laughs> doesn't really matter what he is. He, he, he hasn't been that great. Look, as, as strictly a reliever, Tyler Alexander's fine. He's a nice lefty arm out of the bullpen. He's never going to be some shutdown, like, your eighth or ninth inning guy. But as a solid left-handed option to, to go into in, like, the sixth or seventh inning, I'm totally fine with Alexander in that role. But when he starts, it, it drives me up a wall. Now, this is a little different. When he would start in the Garden Hire era, it was because Garden Hire was trying to stretch him out to be a starter or make him a starter or believe that he could be a starter. This is, oh my gosh, we have 9 million injuries. We literally don't have anyone else on the 40-man to start tonight. So Tyler Alexander is getting starts until somebody comes back. So a little different and a little more excusable doesn't make it any more weird when I see him on the bump and for the first pitch of a game. That confuses me still, even though I understand what's happening. Um, so not great. I, I mean, I, I don't need to do like in-depth analysis on Tyler Alexander. <laughs> like, like nobody thinks Tyler Alexander is going to be the the long term. Excuse me, the long term, like. Like a long-term starter. You know? So, Tyler Alexander, two, yeah, two Ks in four. None of this is really that good. Not a great start. He, he gave up four runs before recording an out, I'm pretty sure. That's, I mean, that's not good, right? He loaded the bases and gave up a grand slam in the first inning. And I'm, if I remember correctly, he, he did that before, yeah, he, he, he gave up the grand slam before he recorded his first out. Now, to his credit, innings two and three weren't bad. But then, like, four, he gave up another homer. This was just not a great start. We can move on. Fulmer in this game um, for the first time in a while. Michael Fulmer activated from uh, the the IL right before this game, and Ian Kroll was not only sent down to the minors, but DFA'd. So Ian Kroll no longer on the 40-man. Uh, I think, well, I got to watch what I say. I, I was going to say, I think it's pretty safe to say Ian Kroll has played his last game in a Tigers uniform. However, I probably said that as a sophomore in high school in 2014, and here he is. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never know, I guess. Um, but for the remainder of this season, I, I would, I would be pretty surprised. Like he'll clear waivers and stuff. No one's going to claim him or anything. Uh, but I, I would be pretty surprised if, uh, if he was back in the majors, uh, I mean, yeah, ever again, to be completely honest with you. So that could be the end of the, the fun era that was the return of Ian Kroll. Um, it was what, what a storyline, man. What a, what a weird storyline going into spring. I, I still remember the day that news came out. It's like, what? Ian Kroll. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so Michael Fulmer back on the bump. 
throws seven pitches, had pretty solid velocity, and uh, pitched a, a really efficient inning. Wasn't a super like whiff-inducing swing-and-miss inning, but he did record a strikeout, gave up a hit, and, and again, only seven pitches, five of them were strikes. Real, really good to see. Really good to see Fulmer. A, just back out there in general. He's had so many injury problems in, in his in his career, and it's really sad, to be honest. So, um, obviously a big fan favorite here, and uh, and I hope that he can carve out a, a consistent, healthy, like I'm a good reliever and, and I play full seasons kind of a role for this team going forward because I think that would be a really cool, um, not not turnaround story. I think that's that's a uh, uh, slight at him, but but a nice nice little comeback from Tommy John at, at a minimum. Um, Ramirez is in this game again. I, I feel like he pitches every single night. Does anyone else feel like that? I feel like he literally pitches every night at this point. Uh, didn't give up any runs, though. Then we went Funkhauser, Cisnero. Both of them were pretty good. Funkhauser had a little bit of command issues, more so than uh, than we're used to. Uh, walk and, and was kind of... He seemed like he was trying to nibble everything. Uh, that slider low and away especially, he just seemed like he was trying to get everybody to chase the low and away slider going out of the zone. Like at some point people are going to figure out. The, and, and he still had a clean inning and, and, and made adjustments. It was fine. But did have a little bit of command issues there. And then Jose Cisnero was uh, was on point. He, he did have the, the walk, um, the, uh, the hits batter. But... Uh, he was outside of those two. I mean, I don't know. That's not really fair to say. But <laughs> he the two really big timely strikeouts and got out of the inning. Really, really important inning pitched, and we went to a guy that is arguably our best reliever, probably our second best reliever, um, and and he came through in a big way, in a very big way. Then Daniel Norris. Comes out for the 11th. I was screaming at my TV to just leave Cisnero in. He'd only thrown 11 pitches. I, I, I was begging, to be honest. Uh, but Hinch gets paid the big bucks for a reason. He, it, it worked out. They were at a, uh, a point in their lineup where bringing a lefty in was, uh, was, was smart. And uh, so, so, so Daniel Norris... With his like one and a half whip and, and almost seven ERA, came in and the in the eleventh with a man on second, and uh, we got out of it. Pretty pretty awesome stuff. We'll get into uh, the offensive performances, some standouts there. Definitely need to talk some more about uh, Akil Badu's AL Rookie of the Year campaign. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in. You can talk with fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked on hosts around the NBA, MLB, NHL on Green Room. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get it and get started, and I will meet you there. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms 
around your favorite teams and leagues. I cannot wait to join you all on the app, and I'll be sure to let you guys know once Locked on Tigers is there. I promise it's coming. I know I've been saying that for so long, and, and I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to, to drag it. It's not on purpose, but, but I promise it's coming. So download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, everybody, we are back here at Locked on Tigers. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. We're back. What a game, man. I'm still coming down from the high of, uh, of tonight, of that game. Absolutely electric there at the end. Let's get into the offense. We went over the pitching for the game. Let's, let's take a look at uh, what happened at the plate. First up, Miguel Cabrera moves, gets two hits, one of them very, very timely. Um, and uh, takes another step closer towards history. He's now past Barry Bonds and hits, moving closer and closer to 3,000. Awesome, man. Awesome. And, and, and as a whole, while the offensive stats are certainly not good, um, they're, I, you know, at a minimum, they're, they're better than they were the first month and a half of the season. So that's something. Uh, but, but awesome just to see him get closer and closer to history. The Tigers now have a, uh, and we're on the road, so you won't see it until we're back home, but uh, which I believe is Thursday. We have uh, big signs out in left field now where the, where the um, retired jersey numbers and the statues are. Uh, there's, there's two big signs. There's the Miguel Cabrera hit counter and the Miguel Cabrera home run counter. So uh, he, he's five away on the homers, and, and I think he's in double digits now with the hits. So... Uh, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome to see him in. Uh, is he even in double digit yet? I, I I don't know. The hits I know he's still a, a little bit aways, uh, like you know, a couple of months, maybe even more so away. But I I know it's he's he's within five for homers. So um, super cool to see. I think it's a great idea. It's a cool thing that people can whatever go get pictures taken with and. And the moment when he hits 503K, it'll be cool to, like, you know, change the scoreboard while the fireworks are going off or whatever. Like, it, it'll be a really cool moment. So, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Why not, man? Why not? I, I, I love it. Um, so, he gets – Miggy gets a couple of knocks. That's always awesome. Robbie Grossman with a couple of hits and another walk. Look, man, we'll get into him a little bit in the trade deadline talk, but Robbie Grossman – is is up to some. Uh, Robbie Grossman is is having a year, and he's he's gonna be looked at pretty valuably. Valuably, that's gotta be a word, right? Valuably, he's gonna be looked. It's gotta be a word, right? It sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but it's gotta be a word. Pretty valuably. Pretty. Okay, you get what I'm trying to say. He he's gonna have pretty decent value. Coming into this trade deadline, it'll be really interesting to see what uh, what the Tigers do with him. We'll get into that a little bit more there at the end. Scopey does not get a hit, ending the uh, the hit streak, and uh, his OPS is now 784. Um, I, again, man, like like I know people love Scope, and the, and the slugging percentage is is one of the best on the team, and and he's a nice power bat there at the top, but um, uh. I'm I'm not a a hundred percent of I, I like okay we'll we'll get into all this at the end we'll get into I gotta focus uh, Akil Badu with another homer and another hit on top of that 
He is now as an 840 OPS, and he's almost slugging 500 with a almost a non-base percentage of 350. It's a it's time that people actually bring Badu into the AL Rookie of the Year conversation. It's time. And none of this this BS about about making graphics without him in it and, and all this. He is he is undeniably in this conversation and right now he has a case to not only just just show up to the award ceremony and be sitting there he has a case to win it a strong case to win it he's been unreal since the middle of may his season numbers are phenomenal Ah. and if if you're just looking off war he's like one tenth of a war behind garcia in, uh, in, in center field in Texas, I'm pretty sure it's 1.9 to 1.8 at the time of this recording. Man, I'm just saying, it's about time this dude gets his flowers on the national level and, and people start realizing he's more than just a, a, a cute, fun story at the beginning of the year. He is genuinely one of, if not the best rookies in the American League this year. And that's awesome. It's awesome for the Tigers. Have a nice little corner outfield piece going forward. I don't think that uh, he's like the center fielder of the future, but I do think that he could be, he could very well be the right slash left fielder of this team when we are good again. And he's going to be a huge fan favorite because he already is, and he's only going to continue to be more and more if he keeps improving. I, I, I love him so much. As we all do. And I can't wait to keep watching him grow. He's only 22, man. It just, ugh. Just such a such a great story. Such a great pick. Say what you will about Alavila. I've said plenty. Uh, dude loves his Rule 5 picks. And, and this is a, a massive Avila success story. Is Akil Badu. Alavila deserves his flowers for, for Badu for sure. Uh, moving on to the rest, Candelario with another hit. That slugging percentage watch. We are now below, back below 400 for Jamer on the, on the slugging percentage watch. Eric Haas, we'll get into him in a sec. Willie Castro with a hit. Um, I, I don't know, man. Seeing Willie Castro and Victor Reyes just play baseball for this team makes me upset. I'm going to be completely honest. Victor Reyes is not good. We'll start with that. Okay, Willie Castro. Uh, I I am not as angry when I watch Vic when I watch Willie Castro as I am when I watch Victor Reyes. However, uh, Willie Castro is is. I'm just like I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I'm over it. This was something that 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 was so predictable. And this isn't me trying to toot my own horn, but like. Truly so predictable coming into this season. He was one of the worst defenders in baseball last year. And his BABIP was one of the highest things you've ever seen in your life. He almost BABIPed like 500 or something ridiculous. And he had a crazy OPS because of it. He played like 36 games at an unreal level at the plate. That had an immense amount of luck. Like some of the most luck I've ever seen. And again, it it was half a season, but that was 32 games or whatever. 
it, it, it's just and like the savant page was all blue like it was just it was so predictable to see like okay he's gonna regress a little bit let's see if he makes adjustments and stays hot and uh and the offense is is not good and if, if the offense was what it is and and admittedly since he got called back up whatever a week ago He's been hitting slightly better than he was before he got sent down. I'll, I'll give him that, but like I don't, I don't care. He he's genuinely one of the worst defenders I've ever laid my eyes on, at any position. And he has a six thirty OPS. I, that that's not worth anything. <laughs> Willie Castro DH'd for a little bit tonight. I, Willie Castro is. <laughs> I know he's the worst defender I've ever seen, but that, that doesn't mean he's a DH because he's not a good enough hitter to be that either. I don't know. That, that's my just little tangent on... I, I could go on for a whole 45 minutes on Victor Reyes just single-handedly because of the um, amount... Honestly, it's not even Victor Reyes' fault. So many people just over the years have have just taken Victor Reyes' side and, and said that he's something that he's not. So many times that it just got to me mentally, and now I just when he when I see him out there, it just makes me upset. So those two batted back to back in the lineup tonight. Look, what do you do? Zach Short out there, a couple of strikeouts. Uh, didn't have very good at bats to be honest. Took a home run pitch right down the middle. Also, there was a hanging slider right down the middle that that uh, I think a lot of us could have. Well, that's I'm not gonna say that, but. Uh, that that he should have hit. He should have hit very far. It was a very, very bad pitch, and he swung through it. Didn't look very comfortable at the plate, but solid shortstop as usual. And then Harold Castro comes in to pinch hit uh, and bunts. Uh, that was kind of interesting decision to me, but we got the win again, so it's really okay. What do I know? All right, let's, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up this game on the other side of the break and then start touching on... Um, the uh, free agency, free agency, geez. Um, <laughs> I'm still very hype after the win. I'm, I'm trying to calm myself down. The uh, the trade deadline is coming up here in the next couple of days. First, though, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over, you know it, at BuiltBar.com. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? You do because you listen to this show and you hear me talk about it all the time. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor currently is the cookies and cream. It's fantastic. Okay, If you haven't had any of the flavors, some of the flavors, whatever, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. It's a great way to A, get your Built Bars, but B, figure out what flavor you like. So next time you order, you know exactly what you want. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from only 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So order today. Get that mixed box. Get that raspberry. Get that cookies and cream. Whatever you're feeling. Because Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You can literally eat what Olympians eat. And you're choosing not to. Shame on you. Go to build.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at builtbar.com. 
All right, everybody. Let's wrap her up here. So uh, this game, Eric Haas, heroics. Heroics. Eric Haas with the, uh, the grand slam in the ninth to tie it. Absolutely fantastic. Hometown Haasi. Uh, what a story, man. And, and what a cool... Uh, there's some questions about his game too, right? Does, does not walk very much. Which we all know how much I love. I love people that walk. However, his slugging percentage is so ridiculous right now. I don't even care. <laughs> like it'd be one thing if if the if his if his BABIP was unreal, right? If he just had a ridiculously high batting average, like okay, well this is gonna regress. Like will it regress a little bit? I mean probably. Like you, you'd imagine, but at the same time, it's it's slugging percentage. It's the OPS is high because he's hitting a home run every single at bat. <laughs> So like, you know, I I just love him. I love him. I love him. I I hope that he a keeps this up, and b can can play his way onto somehow being a long term option on this team because uh, having him whatever DH corner outfield backup catcher I don't care. Uh, I I he's he's really fun. He's really fun and he's been so good this year. Uh, obviously last night coming through with the game tying grand slam. In the ninth inning. Fantastic. Um, anything else with this game? I just love Eric Haas, man. I love him. I love him so much. I think that's probably it. We can go into the uh, the trade deadline stuff. So I, I've had some conversations with some people uh, that that write for baseball sites and, and other locked on hosts and such. And, and just talking about the... The people that are going to be available for trade here in Detroit, and and not necessarily people that we guaranteed will move, but people that we are not going to ignore phone calls on, right? So Scopey's the big one, and I, I know everybody loves him, and I know that he's a, a middle of the lineup bat for a team that doesn't have very much power. I get it, okay, I really do. And if we end up extending Jonathan Scope, I am not going to be furiously upset. I'm really not. I'm, I'm going to be very okay with it. But if we trade him, I'm also not going to be upset. I'm not going to lose sleep over it all. He has a 784 OPS. His slash line's 282, 324, 460. A 784 OPS is, is not... At, I don't. I don't want to say like like smart kid in a dumb class, but this on any other team he would not be viewed as. as he would not be viewed as this fan base is currently viewing him as. As like, oh my gosh, he's he's a borderline all star, like like a, a solid hitter. You know, should have been our all star representative. Whatever. Like, he had a really hot June. Absolutely. And, and he's got a nice hit streak. He had a hit streak going. Like, uh, he is one of the best hitters in this lineup. He is. Yes. Absolutely. But this lineup's not very good. A 784 OPS is not worth not shopping on an expiring deal with a dude that's 30. That To me, that that is, that is, you're at least taking phone calls, man. And look, you don't move them for nothing. If all your if all your offers are garbage, then yeah, decline it and extend him. But the thing that's going to piss me off is if we do nothing, if we 
don't trade him and don't extend him, I will. That will make me furious. Yes, that will get me riled up, and and you'll get me being very upset on a show in the off season. But I I, I could live with either path. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm not pushing you to convince you, the listener, to to join a side either way. I'm just saying I am really going to be fine with either. If we keep him and end up extending him for two years and he can play first base and, and the occasional second, uh, and, and the occasional second and play first until Torque is ready or whatever, sure, man, that, that's fine. There's value in that. But if, we, if it's announced tomorrow morning when I wake up that Jonathan Scope is in a Tiger, I'm also not losing sleep. Okay, so I guess that's that's just what I'm trying to say. Either path, you should be very like fine with. Not everything is is the end of the world, and I know Twitter is a is a place where that's hard to realize sometimes. But um, it's it's really again, I, I've said my piece. I don't need to keep repeating myself. Okay, uh, the other one I wanted to talk about this show, uh, and then we'll get into kind of more candidates as we get closer and closer to the deadline, and and you know, less and less people have been traded because I don't expect us to do too terribly much. Uh, but Robbie Grossman someone that I really think we all need to keep an eye on. His value will never be higher. This is a guy who is uh, going to end this season with his career high in homers comfortably, like not really close, his career high in homers, okay? And is one of the best OBP guys in baseball, one of the best uh, walk artists in the league. You pair those two things together, power and drawing walks, and, you know, average enough defense, you're, you're going to get value. And, and the thing with him is it's, it's also you're not getting half a season. It's not a, it's not a true rental either. You're getting a year and a half of Robbie Grossman. I think that there's a ton of value in Robbie Grossman. I think that he's a sleeper candidate for someone that absolutely could get traded off this team that, that isn't really being talked about. Um, this one, as far as my pulse on it, um, I it would have to be I mm, it would have to be a decent return, man. Um, I'm I'm not of I think Robbie Grossman could have immense value to this baseball team next season. If we go out this offseason, we get a shortstop, we get another starting pitcher, the kids get called up, next year's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a really important step to take with this team. Um, and, and I think Robbie Grossman kind of in that leadoff spot and, and playing left field still could be really valuable to a young team on the come up next season so if if we do move him in the next couple of days it better be for for a damn good return now i'm not saying if you get a damn good return you should take it because it's a year and a half of a 32 year old but it would have to be a good return this is not someone that this is probably not someone that i am actively shopping People are taking calls and want to bid against themselves. Let it happen. Take the highest bidder. Fleece somebody for sure. But this is not someone that I am actively trying to trade either. So Robbie Grossman, someone that's super interesting, man. Ha- having a great year, a year and a half of control. The the power and and 
walk drawing ability is is textbook for how everybody every front office want what every front office wants in the year 2021 this is just i'm i'm really interested and it's definitely someone that that we should start talking about as an actual possibility to get moved because it really wouldn't surprise me at all there are a few more but uh but we're going to get into those uh tomorrow and and as we get closer and closer to the deadline we can give more and more trade deadline talk so uh, some people in our bullpen, and a couple more bats too. So, so we'll get into those. But for, for now, I will leave you with uh, Scopey and Robbie Grossman, two, two definite maybes. <laughs> it's definitely a maybe. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for listening. Um, I feel like the, the last few shows I had been, uh, really just since the draft, I had been um, maybe a little like scatterbrained or... Uh, seeming exhausted or whatever. Um, so I, I wanted to apologize for starters if, if the quality of content dipped, but I'm, I can already tell you I feel a lot better about how this one turned out and, and I'm, I'm literally still recording it and I can already tell that this one is, is much more to the standard that I hold myself at, which is very high. Uh, so I wanted to apologize. Thank you for staying with me though. And, uh, and, and I hope that you agree that, that the quality on this one's a little better. So thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me, for real. Um, yeah, I'll catch you all tomorrow. We'll get into more trade deadline talk. We'll have another baseball game to recap. And uh, as we get closer and closer to that trade deadline, baby, if you guys are interested too, I can talk about, um, I don't know, we can do like a deadline show maybe or like as moves come in. I, I know I've, I have people on Twitter Ask me about my opinions of, of moves that like other teams make, and I don't get paid to talk about those, but I'm gladly willing to, to share those. I, I just love the game of baseball. So uh, we, can, we can talk more about uh, kind of how I view um, some of the other moves that are being made around the league too, because there's been already a, pl- a plethora, already plenty. Um, and as we get more closer and closer to the deadline, those, that number will get higher and higher. There will be more and more. So again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And uh, go Tigers, baby.